Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the CRNA Club podcast. I just got back from a lovely two weeks, two and a half weeks on the East Coast, and I was able to meet up with Professor Temmermond, and we were just chatting about all of the things, but we have some really great educational content coming up for you guys, especially our accelerator students coming up over the fall. So really, I'm excited. Lots of good things coming there. But we were also chatting about how cool and exciting it's going to be to go to the AANA annual congress this fall which is in Seattle it's going to be in August I think it's the third week of August so we're just really excited to connect with other CRNAs and meet so many of you guys so many of you guys are going to be attending we're all going to meet up we're going to talk about what we've learned it's going to be awesome so if you are going to the annual congress this fall in Seattle shoot me a dm on Instagram and we'll try to meet up. But anyway, so we were just chatting about that and and it was it was nice to kind of get to relax for the last couple of weeks. But now I'm back. We're back in it. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty. Fall is upon us soon-ish. Well, it's still summer. My mind my mind is already in fall. Summer is upon us. Fall is coming. <laughs> Everybody's interviewing now. So many of you are, are preparing to submit your applications, but a lot of you are interviewing um, and preparing to interview. So that's really exciting. We already got a couple of acceptances and it's just so satisfying to see all of your hard work pay off. And some people have applied for, you know, a couple of application cycles and it's a long road. It is a long road. I just want you guys to know that you are not in it alone. There are so many people working hard. You guys are doing great. So keep it up. Anyway, I'm rambling, but today I want to talk about the six things to focus on while you are in the ICU. I did an Instagram post on this a couple of weeks ago, but I just wanted to dive a little bit deeper into why I think these six things are so important. So I know if you're listening to this podcast, you want to get into CRNA school. You want to become a CRNA. I get it. The ICU, maybe you've been there for a couple of years. Maybe you're done. You're over it. You're done. You're exhausted, right? You want to move on to something something next. But I just want to remind you that let's flip the lens a little bit. Let's look at your experience in the ICU as interview prep. Let's look at for look at it as gaining the knowledge to pass your CCRN. Let's look at it as just preparing that foundation for CRNA school, okay? Cuz all everything that you're learning all of these vent settings these mechanisms of actions all these super high acuity patients that you're taking care of this is only going to make you a better crna so stick with it let's dive in okay so the first thing to focus on while you're in the icu are your medications specifically those vasoactive infusions other infusions like heparin as well or tpa you want to know the mechanism of action these side effects and your receptors that these medications act on. So we also want to know the dose, but really you wanna be able to explain how these drugs work, any expected, you know, expected or unexpected side effects, and kind of who you're giving uh, these medications to. What is your first line for sepsis gonna be? What is your first line for you know, a PE, what's the difference between uh, heparin and TPA? When are you going to be using each of those? So as as a general tip about studying, you know, study the class of the drug first, then focus on the differences when it comes down to each individual drug, right? So study overall study the broad category of beta blockers, but then break it down. What's the difference between metoprolol 
and labetalol. Are they, you know, cardioselective? What is the difference in duration of action? So that's kind of how you want to approach studying all your vasoactive medications in general. That's all of your drips, all of your drugs is study the class first, then break down the nuances. All right, so that is the first thing, vasoactive infusions and all the rest of your IV medications. Make a list of the top 10, really know those well. Of course, your vasopressors, but other things like TPA, heparin as well. But focus on the drugs that you are giving in your unit. If you're working in a cardiac ICU, focus on those cardiac medications, okay? Ventilator settings. Number two, cozy up to the RT. Oh, I know they're going to be super busy, but if you're working night shift, pick their brain at two in the morning. When they come into your room, ask them what you're looking at. Maybe every day that you work, ask them about one specific number. You want to know what some differentials are of some different alarms. So when your high peak pressure alarm goes off, what does that mean? What's your plateau pressure? Understand the PEEP and the different ventilator settings inspiratory flow, expiratory flow, the difference between CPAP and BiPAP. So really just understand your ventilator settings, what you're adjusting. All right, the third thing I want you to pay attention to is when the CRNA or anesthesiologist comes up to intubate your patient emergently, pay attention to the steps and the setting and the sequence of an emergent intubation. Look at how they're positioning the patient. Look at what they are asking for when they walk into the room, right? Typically, we ask for NPO status. We ask for where's their um, IV at. We ask for their potassium level, right? Because succinylcholine can increase potassium levels and can cause arrhythmias. We look, we ask about, maybe most people don't, but they might ask about their teeth. Do they have any loose teeth? because we don't want to knock any of those out. They're going to ask about any neck injuries maybe or increased ICP if you work in the neuro unit. Maybe they're going to ask what their EF is because we don't want to drop their, you know, we don't want to give them a huge slug of propofol if their EF is 20. We might use Atominate instead. I want you to look at if the CRNA is how, you know, how they're pre-oxygenating the patient in these situations because a lot of the times these patients can't really, it doesn't really matter if you pre-oxygenate them all that well, to be honest, right? They're a respiratory failure. A lot of the times the CRNAs are just going to go for it and intubate them and know that they're going to drop their stat to the sixties. You can't really, you you can't really spend a lot of time pre-oxygenating them. I mean, you can, it's just, it probably won't make a difference. So I want you to, to really pay attention to what drugs we're giving when we intubate the patients. Are we giving propofol and succinylcholine? Are we giving etominate? Are we giving rocuronium? What are we giving? And then cricoid pressure. Why are we applying cricoid pressure? The cricoid cartilage is a C, is the only like C-shaped cartilage in the airway. Essentially, you're pressing down on this ring, and that ring is compressing the esophagus behind the cricoid cartilage. Okay? So... Number three is pay attention to these emergent intubations, the steps, what the CRNAs are asking. You know, why do they need suction? Why do we why do we always ask for suction? Really pay attention to, to what drugs are being given and the order of operations. That was number three, airway. Number four, ultrasound. So if you have the opportunity to focus on learning the ultrasound or pay attention to the structures that you're looking at when you're seeing the resident or the attending put in the central line or the A line, just get get as comfortable as you can 
with using the ultrasound. Maybe you can use the ultrasound to place peripheral IVs. If there's some sort of training in your unit, get certified in that because that is going to be something that you're going to be using a lot in CRNA school. And if you already have ultrasound experience, that's going to be even better for you. All right. That was number four, using the ultrasound. Number five, your central lines and landmarks. So same thing when you are in the ICU, know the ins and outs of your central line locations and placements and risks, pros and cons for each placement, right? So if we do a, you know, a femoral central line, you know, obviously those can get kinked. They're not the cleanest. Anytime we do an IJ, you know, there's a risk for pneumothorax. When they're putting it in, look at the landmarks for each, each one of those major vessels. Also pay attention to kind of the steps that they're doing. You know, you're going to learn all of this in CRNA school, but if you're there giving the patient fentanyl and Versed and sedation anyway, and charting, just pe- take a peek at the ultrasound screen. Listen to the fellow teaching the resident about the landmarks, where to go. You know, they're dilating, they're holding on to their guide wire, right? Just pay attention to all that because that is going to be you. That was number five, central lines. Pay attention to the insertion, landmarks, and steps. Number six, rounding. So really get comfortable speaking in those little more high pressure situations. I remember being in the ICU and just really not wanting to talk during rounds, like please don't ask me any questions. Like I'll say my piece and be done, but getting comfortable and putting yourself in these high stress situations, getting comfortable speaking smoothly, saying concise sentences, not rounding your inflection up. Like you're asking a question, just making a statement, being comfortable with silence. That's all interview prep, giving a clear, concise answer about what happened the night before what you are anticipating asking for during the day. Use these lower pressure, lower stakes moments to practice your public speaking skills. This is definitely a good opportunity for that. And the more involved you get during rounds and the more you're able to showcase your thought process, the better. Because you never know, you might have to ask some of your attending physicians for letters of recommendation. And then they're gonna be like, oh yeah, of course. Sarah was great. She's always participated in rounds, clearly impressed with her thought process, always anticipated. She's a great nurse. So that's number six. Use rounds intentionally to practice your public speaking and conveying information clearly and concisely. All right. So just to recap real quick, the six things you should be focusing on while you're in the ICU is learning your vasoactive infusions or just your infusions in general and your medications. At the end of each day, make sure you know, like just recap, write them down. What drugs did you use? Mechanism of action, side effects, receptor. Take a look at Presidex. Okay. I know that that works at the presynaptic receptor. Activating that causes a decrease in your epinephrine output, which causes sedation. So just every day, one little fact over time, you're going to know your drugs like the back of your hand. Okay. Number two, ventilator settings. Learn all about your vents. Number three, RSI and airway. Pay attention to that. Know what drugs are given, why, what questions the CRNAs are asking and why. Number four and number five, number four is try to get your hands on the ultrasound. If you can get like ultrasound certified to do peripheral IVs, that would be great. Five was central lines, knowing your landmarks, paying attention to the risks, pros and cons, benefits of each location for your central lines. Number six is 
getting involved in rounds, become a smooth talker, work on those public speaking skills. All right, so those are the six things I really encourage and challenge you to focus on while you're in the ICU. I think there's a big tendency to feel like you have to cram for the interview, you know, a month before, but really you have an entire year of just interview prep while you're in the ICU. Focus on looking at those ABGs, focus on those lab values. You know, why why are you checking the PTT? Why are you checking the INR? What what are you going to check for heparin? What are you going to check when you're giving fibrinogen or if when you're giving platelets, cryo, what what lab values are you looking for a response in? These are all things that you're learning in the ICU and these are the types of questions you're going to get asked. So use your time in the ICU as interview prep and just remember that that time is not wasted. You are there for a reason. So I know you're eager to get out, but just remember it is all going to come back around and benefit you even more as a CRNA. So, all right, that's all I have for you for today. I will see you next time.